So I'm just going to warn you right now. I'm just going to give everyone a heads up on this program today. I started my 2022 OU football preview piece for Boyd Street last night. I'm and and the very first text message I get from Josh Helmer this morning while he was at a stoplight not driving, correct? Uh, yeah, sure. sure. Was the Big 12 preview on espn.com and a a burning question that I don't really know if it is the burning question. Is is that a good enough tease? Like when you saw I'll just say it here, because I, I want to talk about what I was talking about with Toby real quick. Is OU still OU with this much change? It's like, well, we hope not. We hope they're better than they were last year. I, I, I did that. You know, they make fun of old people when they when they have to look at a phone. They got to, like, pull it out. That's how I felt. I'm like, is OU still? No, they changed their name. They changed their logo. They changed their color scheme. They've decided to relocate to another city. So, yeah, it's all – Get out of here. But anyway, so that and then I have a I have my burning question for you, Josh Helmer. And I know as we sit here on this, oh look, they haven't stolen the calendar for it's in July though. What is the date today? It is the 29th Thank of you. June. It is a Wednesday. We are 66 days and a little under nine hours from the start of the Oklahoma college football season. And as we sit here, that's a lot of radio shows between now and the start of the college football season. But, Josh, I got to be honest with you, um, baseball's in the rear view. We've had a couple of weeks to simmer in softball. And, I, and when I say baseball's in the rear view, I just mean it's season. It's not suddenly we don't talk about it. There's a draft coming up. Kate Horton's got a decision to make. I think a lot of us are still – excited about this run and still kind of basking in the glow of what was a, a, a really shining moment for OU baseball. So I'm not trying to say, oh, we are not talking about this. I'm just pointing out that, eh, yeah, kind of started downhill slide towards football here. It, yes, right? we can start flipping the, the pages toward football. The preseason magazines are out, right? The Phil Steele magazine is out. So, you know, it's okay. But as we welcome you into the Plank Show, I have to ask you quickly, just to carry over, because Ryan hit us up on Twitter and asks, what was the name of the show you just mentioned to Toby? I missed the title. Glenn Back. Glenn? Gladback. Not Glenn. Not... <laughs> it's Glenn not, Back. It's not conservative talk show host Glenn Back, Josh. Steinbeck. <laughs> it's uh, it's Gladback, the hostage crisis. It's now. Did you get a chance to watch it all last night? Or I know you were pretty busy last night. No, I haven't. And hearing you and Toby go back and forth there was quite the promotion for it. I feel like I have to watch okay, it now. Here, I'm going to tell you. I have wa- <laughs> This is a confession. Okay, I have watched it three times. Okay, and and because it's not something I can watch with the kids. And I mean, we're hosting family for the Fourth of July, so I'm, my wife constantly finds something new to do in the yard. Like, for instance, yesterday's like, "Do you think we should dig up that stump?" So literally, I've spent two days digging up a stupid stump in my yard. It's just what 
I'm sure there's an there's an old boy out there that's like, well, just tie it to the back of your chain to your car, pull that thing out of there. Great. I I can't risk that on my Ford Edge out there and yanking the bumper off. Um, but it's so every single time I'd watched, there's a point where I just wake up like, huh, dang it, what happened? And I know I could, but I'm like, ah. So then I want to pull people. I'm like, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. It's amazing. Though not confessing that in every single viewing of it, there's been a point where it's like, I, I just crash. <laughs> you wake up and it's almost over. And then it turns into a Top Gun from the top situation. I can't go back. I just can't pick it up from where it was because I'm like, oh, I got to. I want to. I'm just going to say this, and then we'll move on. As because get to sports, get back to sports, guys. Like it, it's a twitch right now. You know, I, I get it. It's it's late June, early July, but I I got I got to get back to sports. It is one of the top five most enraging things I've ever watched in my life. I get mad every time I watch it because it is by far it's so stupid and heartbreaking and. In enraging and heartbreaking and stupid. I mean, it's just and and the worst voice actors you've ever heard because everything is in German, right? Everything is in German, and they have these voice. Well, what do you want me to do about that? And it's like hire some people that can talk normally. To, you're Netflix, okay? And you hire these voice actors that are just so. What's the word I'm looking for? Extra. Every voice actor, this is extra. Well, I went to the hijackers and I said it. Like, Talk, talk, speak. But it's kind of, it reminded me a lot of the, and just how it was put together. Because we were just talking about the 94 June, was it June 17th? Or June 7th? Whenever they had the the great ESPN uh, East uh, 30 for 30 about the OJ police chase and the Rockets yeah. next game and Arnie's last round at the... U.S. Open. June 17th. I I, was it 17th? Okay, I knew there was a 7 in there somewhere. 7, 17, 27, 220, 221, whatever it takes. But uh, everything is real footage. Everything from this documentary is, is footage from that day, that three-day stretch, whatever it was. And there's no – what made me mad is I always like at the end of a good documentary or at the end of a good film is to have the – interview with the where are they now it's like everything goes to black and all of a sudden it pops up and there's a shot of a guy or a gal and they're kind of moving around a little bit in their chair and they've got like the prison uniform on and they're just kind of fixing their mic and like you ready and then you get a little recap with them you don't get that in this but i would highly suggest but but again you haven't got a chance to see it yet so I say spoiler alert for a hostage situation that took place in like 1983 or something like that. Don't want to spoil what happens in the end. Yeah, please don't. I'm going to tell you something. If if you're one of those people that say to yourself, because I, I see on social media, it's like, I'm going to get out of this country. U.S. I, just, I can't take Go watch that documentary. Go watch it. See how other countries handle situations like that. <laughs> You'll be like, uh, you know, I think I'm okay here. I think I think I'll be fine. And I get it; it was 30 years ago, but still, it, it 40 years ago, I guess now, dude. <laughs> right? It was. I get. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna watch it again tonight, probably, just because I'm gonna go ahead and start from one point and and watch the few places where I've been in and out. It is so curiously put together, but in the same vein, you just come away. I mean, 
the government is begging, is like, please stop covering this. Please, you have to stop. You're imploding what we're doing. But then in the same vein, the media is like, well, I don't see you doing anything, so we're going to go do this. It's enraging. Gladback. Give it a chance. Not Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Because I think he's on at the same time we are. I, is he even on terrestrial radio anymore? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask my wife. She probably lives. I probably pay for a subscription to his talk show for all I know. Oh, no. Gladback. Give it give it a watch. Let me know what you guys think. Meanwhile, um, what was – last night in the sports world, I got to admit, it's funny. I, I saw the very one of the very first – here, I don't have the, the text pull up. The very full first text of the show. And I – what was the ruling on Watson? Okay. This – Let's just have this moment here together before we dive into some OU football talk today. More on Baker Mayfield. And uh, we're pretty open guest-wise, so if you guys want to get in here, we'd love to hear from you at 405-329-9000. That's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Uh, a rare day when we're just wide open for three hours, 405-329-9000. And again, at the bottom of the hour, we'll hit the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-329-9000. But maybe – Maybe this is a me problem where I didn't do a good enough job of laying this out. Guys, there's no timetable on this decision. This hearing has just started. And I think Ian Rappaport, there's that. There is no set timeline for Robinson's decision once the hearing ends. Once she rules, Watson will have the option to appeal. Roger Goodell could either rule on that appeal or call on an independent ruler again. So. What has already been a 15-month process, even though I would understand how our the royal we, right, kind of pulling us all in together here, we've been waiting for something on this, right? I mean, it's been 15 months. The dude stood on the sidelines all year last year and just watched, but in a lot of ways, Josh, I, I, I think it's fair to say we're kind of... We're just getting started because he presented his case to the arbitrator. I keep saying arbitrator. It's it's not an arbitration situation, but I'll say it a thousand times. To the disciplinary officer for the NFL, and, I mean, he's only on day one. There may be a second or a third day in which he's presenting. And and I shouldn't say him, but not him and his attorneys and advocates that would still be sitting down and talking to the judge. We're just getting started. And let's point out, too, the fact that two grand juries in Texas didn't pursue criminal charges against Watson, not a factor. Not this a factor. is operating independently of that with uh, Sue Robinson. And, and I get it. You know, s- some would say, well, no, criminal charges were filed. Why is this still an issue? Because the <laughs> – Again, I'm I'm trying not to use legal terms, but you don't you don't have to necessarily be considered to have enough evidence in a case to where it could go to a jury or it could be considered a felony or even a misdemeanor to have broken the NFL code of conduct policy. Is yeah, the, the personal conduct policy. Thank you. Code of con. What is this like a? Uh, a superheroes movie. The code has been broken. Yeah, your personal. He could have policy. still broken the pledge of allegiance. So that's where we are on that front. And, and I know maybe because it's been. I, I'm looking up right now at Sports Center. That's on right now. And I mean, they're even kind of 
given a little bit of a false hope here for a decision because their headline says could last two to three days. Well, no, that's just Deshaun Watson telling his story or his people presenting their evidence. And from what I understand, they they did have some pretty compelling evidence from the perspective, and not that he didn't do this or that this didn't happen. or uh, it, It's just their compelling evidence came in that the the commissioner has said everyone is under the NFL personal conduct policy. And you have, you know, three to four owners who I and I you know, I guess I didn't really it never really materialized in my mind that Kraft got busted because he was, you know, pretty much part of a bust. <laughs> and that's how that got I completely forgot yeah, about that. That's correct. And a sting. A, a little sting operation that got our boy. But We'll see how she decides to interpret that. And we got to remember, too, she does still in some ways work for the NFL as well. Uh, so, I, I again, I apologize if maybe the perspective that was laid out led you guys to believe that to, to a decision was forthcoming. But I don't know about you, Josh. I think we could be having this same conversation two to three weeks from now. I, I just don't think she's going to be in any rush. Well, no, and they should be thorough in this process. I do think, however, in a couple of weeks' time, in a month's time, we will have a ruling from the National Football League. We're, we're turning the page, right? On to July, then August, and then we kick off the National Football League season. They will want their disciplinary ruling. They will want it before the season kicks off, don't you think? I would hope so. I would hope so. Not that there will there will be complete resolution by any stretch of the imagination on everything going on with Deshaun Watson, but from the NFL standpoint, they can at least have their first piece of resolution on what does the discipline look like? What yeah. does the punishment look like for Deshaun Watson? Speaking of, of Deshaun, let's take a break. Let's just get into the, the Baker side of this because i got to be honest with you. Um. I didn't consume after the show as much Sports Center as I did during the show because it was on nonstop. And I, I kind of listened. I listened to a little. Well, I was listening to Steel Man at Thune, but I listened to a little Pat McAfee. I was listening just to kind of see the vibe for the Baker comments and how they were taken. I didn't. I think the only person who kind of came out acting outraged in all of this was Josina Anderson. <laughs> I really do. I, uh, because I think. Kind of everyone that heard those and saw what he was doing on that day, it, it is quite a parallel, interesting parallel where you have the guy that you said, oh, the adult in the room, who is in the midst of a hearing to see if he's going to be suspended for a year or more, and then you have this guy that you want to move on from because he's not an adult, right, who's running a kid, a kid's clinic to help young kids. I mean, it's, it's a wild, wild parallel. But we'll get into it. At least the reaction to Baker's comments next. There's moments sometimes where I realize how pigeonhole focused I am on just Dodger baseball. CRT Bradley, by the way, got hurt jumping over the dugout barrier for that fight on Sunday involving the Angels and Mariners. That's your fear, isn't it? Whenever you have something like that is somebody you can't really afford to lose all of a sudden. But it, it, was, it was literally in a moment 
where I and the Dodgers got beat last night by the Rockies, but I uh, I completely forgot that Archie Bradley was on the Angels. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's right. Quick Archie Bradley story for you. Did you know that he went to Broken Arrow and was going to be a quarterback at Oklahoma? What? I know. No, but it was funny because as soon as I saw that he was injured, and and listen, he didn't get injured like breaking anything up or pulling people out. My man got injured jumping over the railing of the dugout. He landed on his arm. And by the way, Chris Plank, biggest Archie Bradley fan on the planet. And yes, there was a moment yesterday when I saw he got hurt in that brawl. It's like, oh, that's right. He's on the Angels. I I can confess. My favorite Archie Bradley moment ever was the OU Texas game. When did they have the fight at midfield? Was that and and everyone got a pregame penalty? I was still at midfield, so it couldn't have been 20. It had to be 19, right? Was that the year? That sounds right. Where the uh, official, the referee came out and was like, each team has been assessed a personal foul and blah, 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 and Gabe lost his mind about it. I was getting ready to interview Archie because he – and Archie's a big Sooner fan. He goes to a lot of games, and he's always he's always on the sidelines, him and Matt Kemp. And uh, I went – you know who else is, is, was there a couple – Junior Spivey which we shared a very special moment whenever OU came back and beat Baylor, and I literally had to ask, I'm like, was that Junior Spivey that I just hugged like he was my long-lost brother when we took the lead? But So they have this get-together, getting back to the OU-Texas game in 2019, and this got me thinking about it. And if my year is wrong, I apologize. I'm, I'm either short a year or I'm advanced a year. And I got the mic. And like Toby, I'm down here with our – oh. There's a fight. And if you go back and you find it, and bro, I'm not kidding. Archie Bradley was ready to go. I mean, he was, oh, he started to go out there, and, and I'm, you know, doing my sideline guy thing. Like, I'm running out there, like, what am I going to do? What's this little doughboy going to do when he gets out there, <laughs> get rolled by an you official or something? You should have been running something. the other direction. Uh, you're right. You're right. But no, not me. Oh, I got to be hero. Get a mic in there so we can get about five F bombs on the air. But literally, uh, Literally, Archie Archie had to be held back. He was ready to go, and just he was talking trash. He's like, and so uh, I, I'm like, Toby, you know, uh, what do you guys see from him and Ted start talking? And so we both kind of calm down after they get separated. And Toby goes, "All right, back to you, Chris." I'm like, "You good?" Archie goes, "I'm good." And then just gave this pro interview like you couldn't imagine. It's it was hilarious, <laughs> but I love that dude. Absolutely, positively love that guy. I hate to see. Now, and here's what sucks even worse, Josh, for uh, Josh for Archie, is they got the video of him tumbling over the railing, and it's not the best look because literally you see him jump over and you see where he just lands right on his arm. And he's out for a couple of weeks. I think he'd been throwing pretty well, right? 4.82 ERA, 21 games, couple saves. Not 18 bad. two-thirds. Doesn't help whenever your team around you stinks like the Angels do. But, yeah, tough break for Archie Bradley, my guy getting hurt. Um, it's Plank Show. I was pleasantly surprised by something that I think played out yesterday. And if you guys found any examples of the contraire, let me know on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-329-9000. I I felt like the only person that that really got carried away and started losing their minds about the initial report was was Josina Anderson. I really do. 
and maybe unless I'm not saying anything about you know guys know I love Carrie. Maybe how it was worded in Carrie's report or in, in his transcription of it, maybe that kind of led to where some reaching out. And I think he was alluding to the Browns, but her oh, hold up here. My unreported report doesn't say that. Fine. You've heard different things. But I kind of felt I kind of felt like everyone got it. I didn't it didn't blow up and become this thing that I was worried it might. Because anytime Baker talks, it's somehow, oh, I guess he doesn't care about working with his teammates. So he's out being around little kids. Well, that's what little that's what a little kid's mind I, I kept thinking of all these stupid ways people would try to twist it. But at least from what I saw, I kinda think everyone everyone got it what he said. Yeah, is it gonna be one more day before it really takes off in that regard? Then it'll get aggregated and no, no, I don't think uh I think there'd be some reaching out that would have to take place and then boom. Turns into Baker's been trash in Cleveland. Really, if you listen to the entirety of that video clip that Sooner Scoop put out, he had a lot of positive things to say about Cleveland, the city. So if you listen to the entirety of his remarks, I don't really understand how it could be taken all that negatively. And probably a lot of people right now are sort of in Baker Mayfield's camp and in his corner on this. Even though Baker Mayfield has been this guy that historically – is the lightning rod, and we pick and choose and not every last word that he has to say. Boy, it's a tough ledge to find yourself walking out on if you're being super critical of Baker Mayfield when the Cleveland Browns have attached themselves to Deshaun Watson. I just find myself in a position of shock every now and then whenever something is said and people don't lose their mind. And Now, granted, Colin Coward was off yesterday, so maybe that's part of it too came in here and turned the channel and subjected me to that. But what is that is that good? Am I am I the the one that's like is that good? Is that Colin Cowherd? No, I'm the, the villains that they use. I mean Oh no. Okay. Not at all. My gosh. Um here here is just a little bit of what Baker had to say in in the edited down version of it no I, I think for that to happen there would have to be some reaching out but uh we're, we're ready to move on i think on both sides yep ready to move on from both sides and uh one more thing I'm going i think back. it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on you know i'm i'm thankful for my four years in cleveland there's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that uh you know i'll forever keep with me you know I, teammates and friends and, and relationships that i'll have for a lifetime you know I just think we talked about it yesterday, and I'm not trying to say that it hasn't been talked about everywhere else. (laughs) We said it here yesterday. Allow me to rehab my elbow from patting myself on the back right now and coming up with this exclusive take. But his best chance to probably have success as a quarterback would still be in Cleveland in 22. (laughs) I mean – I like Seattle, but I mean Amari Cooper and the the Browns weapons with their offensive line, like Lockett and DJ DK Metcalf are pretty awesome. And and his brother DJ. I mean Carolina's okay, but I mean honestly, you can say, you know, I feel like we're both ready to move on, but in the same vein, there's that little slight bit of the, the door that's open to where 
you know, he made it clear he loved his time there, and he still has a lot of friends there, and he's at Drew Stanton's wedding. I mean, I don't, I'm just – for me, there was a lot – there was a lot that stood out from yesterday about, hey, I'm – you're not going to see me be a guy that's going to sit here and, and, and beg to get an opportunity to come back. But if there's some conversations that started, who knows what could happen here. They're still paying him $16 million as it stands right now. It, it was a public opportunity – for Baker Mayfield, as he was asked the question, to completely slam the door shut on the Cleveland Browns. He didn't do that, right? He didn't take that route. He he could have sat up there in front of the microphones, in front of the cameras, and said, no, our working relationship is done. I'm never playing another snap for the Cleveland Browns. Instead, he took the measured approach, which was, I think we're both ready to move on. I don't see myself quarterbacking for Cleveland next year. It would take some reaching out. There you go. And that's, so, that's what it was. Door. Still kind of ajar. A little bit of daylight but, sneaking through. By the way, I'm still kind of blown away by how much shrapnel Jimmy Garoppolo started taking this weekend. Holy smokes, man. Martellus Bennett says one thing, and the next thing you know, Jimmy is just destroyed all week long. Over something that really has no impact I mean, on Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. None of it is from his time in San Francisco <laughs> right. either. The the New England stint for Garoppolo. Oh, my gosh. It just doesn't even matter anymore, does it? No, not at all. Not at all. All right, um, listen, we got to get a break. It's been a slow start in the Air Comfort Solutions text line, so let's get after some Sooner football talk next because um, I've started my preview. I've started my Boyd Street preview of uh, 2022 OU. And this will you know, become a major conversation throughout July and every day from 2 to 6 on the <laughs> on the rush. I know Tyler and Teddy are all over, already looking ahead to 22, as are most of us. Some of you can't get past the frustration of where we are recruiting-wise for some squads, specifically OU. Uh, I think that Heath Ozeda commitment totally, totally changed that. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I didn't realize how bad it was until I think I think McQuistion tweeted out the hey, kind of knew OU would make an impact, and I started looking at some of the replies to that tweet, and it's like, oh my gosh, oh yeah, people are really really mad online right now about some recruiting things. This whole I have I have faith, I believe we're going to be okay lasted about three months. Now it's, why are our recruiting rankings not where they should be? We're in the 40s. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. All right, quick break. We're back with some Sooner Talk next. Are you into Wimbledon? Sure. Oh, okay. I thought this was going to be first take, but if if I switch it over and all of a sudden it's Wimbledon, then fine. We can stay. I was on the Sports Center kick there on the 86th airing of Sports Center. The Joker. He's celebrating. Is, well, okay. Let's 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 have a conversation. We're in the Brown O'Haver Studios. Pierce is running the show. Why is the first inclination for you to change the channel when you come in here? Well, don't you want to see what the <laughs> talk shows are talking about? I had it on Sports Center and this, and I got to watch the Joker. Gosh. Do you no, want to change it back? I can't do the talk shows, dude. It enrages me. And then I get caught up in wanting to fight with all of them. It's like, what are they talking about? Good point brought up on the super secret textoso line during the break. Um, I don't know if it's a case of Cleveland just being done with Baker or Baker making those lines of communication more challenging. But the thing that's interesting to me is that Baker Mayfield – made a statement yesterday that can be interpreted as 
and we over-interpret and over-analyze everything, but basically saying this, all this stuff is going down around us, right? And, and we're looking at the situation. Don't I, I see the Amy, uh, Amy Dash clickbait that's out there. Have you followed her at all? I have in the past, but no, I don't know what what is she saying. I, right I, now. I brought it up a couple of times, and our buddy John Williams just retweeted it. But you know, she's thrown this whole "it could be a 144 game suspension under the NFL's conduct policy," and you're like, "Listen, they've already said they're not looking at they're looking at what five cases, six max, just because they feel like that's the most evidence." And basically, she's throwing out there that. 24 cases, if it was six uh, plus games per, and I guess it would be a little bit more than that because if it was six games per, it'd be, what would that be? Yeah, that'd be 144. But I, th- that's not going to happen. So when that tweet is thrown around and it's like, Amy Dash is saying that Watson faces a minimum 144-game suspension if there is discipline in all 24 cases. We've all learned that there's not going to be discipline in all 24 cases, right? I mean, that's that's been clearly laid out by the reporting that's out there. Five, six cases. Tops. Reportedly. Reportedly. It and, is what they're looking at. So let's look at the high end of that and say six. Yeah. Yeah. So 36 games. 30. 30 to 36, yeah. Um, the second part of it is I wonder if there's not a part of Baker that looks at that and says, listen, I'm, 144 is not happening, right? But at the very least, a year. So it's a year to maybe a year and a half, and we're not talking? And the only thing is that there's been a mutual decision that I'm not coming to, to workouts or anything of that nature? I don't – I could completely understand where it's like, oh my, I watch TV. I follow the news. I mean, he's not on Twitter as much, but – I mean, it is a situation where maybe there's a little bit of, huh, huh, what's going on here as it pertains to why he's not maybe a little bit more in the conversation than he is in Cleveland. I, I could be – he's because he doesn't have a home right now, right? I mean, he's a Cleveland Brown. He doesn't have a spot in Seattle or a spot in Carolina or New Orleans or Detroit or wherever you want to put him. But maybe it's a situation where they look at it and go, huh, and he looks at it and goes, all this mess is going on and we're not talking, at the very least talking. What's going on here? It's a good point, a very good point. And we really haven't seen any type of report that Baker Mayfield or his representation has gone into Cleveland and made any sort of trade-me-now demands, which I feel like if his representation had made that request – Behind closed doors, I think it would have leaked out. I, I think we would have known about that right by now. But what what's happened behind closed doors, though? What has been the communication for you know in Baker Mayfield's camp to the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, I think that's a fascinating question. In all of this, has it just been has it just been no communication at all? Yeah. Have they been waiting on the Browns to communicate with them? Cleveland hates Baker. Baker hates Cleveland. That's hilarious. But that's that seems to be what it is. Like, okay, uh, Arnie Spaniel, who I work with on Sunday nights, always likes to make these comparisons that I don't think ever. It's he'll like it's an analogy like this. I'm like, oh great, this is going to make absolutely positively zero sense what's coming out of his mouth. But if you're in a relationship, 
if you're in a relationship and you're just you can't stand the person. They drive you crazy. We've we've all but it, it works because you have a home, you're making a lot of money, um you you're not wanting to be out on the dating scene. I don't know. COVID is happening. I just everything. And you're kind of stuck. You gotta find a way to make it work. And maybe that's what is going to end up happening here. Is these two sides that can't stand each other, that hate each other, are gonna have to find a way to make it work. Because I'm sorry. Browns fans, you saw what happened when they finally had to go with Case Keenum. It didn't get any better for Cleveland. They won the one game over Denver, who stinks. Who stinks. They were terrible last year. Ask Perry. That's it. You lost a game to the Raiders when they tried to give you the game. Ah! You think Cleveland hates Baker? I think the Browns organization is just... They're ready to move on from Baker. I don't know that they... Hate Baker May Baker Mayfield, but I think what happens then is this: Can you can you still have a foundation for your future with Deshaun Watson, but at the same time give the keys to the car back to someone else, or do you just ex- that you spend a number one overall draft pick exactly. on in Baker Mayfield and, and have clearly clearly made the indication you're no longer our guy long term. I mean we we all see that. I mean, I I don't know. I, I get it, man. I've I've seen some I've seen some relationships that have been ethered in my life. I mean, I'm, Dana Dana White, Tito Ortiz. You know, I just you talk about people where it's like, "Wow. Okay, that that got really really personal." Um personal relationships that I've had. And you know what ends up – well, there's two things. Time usually heals all wounds, and that sounds crazy to say, but it usually does. Uh, number two, situations can help too. If suddenly it's like, hey, you know what? We kind of need you, and you kind of need us right now. And those, this is a very rare situation. You don't see this very often. Desperation and need come together. I'm just – I guess maybe – my biggest takeaway from all this over the last 24 hours is I'm not going to be the least bit surprised if the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns in week one is Baker Mayfield. I'm just, I I know that, Hey, we've all said it's mutual that we move on. Maybe someone from Cleveland hears that and says, and and everyone wants to blame the the Browns GM. Oh, Andrew Barry. Well, Andrew Barry didn't draft Baker. I mean, the guy that drafted Baker, I don't Is he back with the Chiefs now? Or it, I, I can't even remember that GM's name. Goofy is all get out, but. Dorsey. John Dorsey, thank you. But put together a pretty good roster at Cleveland. So, and I don't know, maybe if it's, you know, Kevin Stefanski picking up the phone and going, man, I'm really sorry how this worked out. You know, I, I feel terrible about it. I'd like to rebuild the bridge of a friendship and see. who Anything can happen with someone just picking up the phone. It's. I'm not trying to be melodramatic here. I'm not trying to say I, – I'm not trying to talk someone into the, that's listening to the show today. He's like, you know, I haven't talked to Dad in a while. I'm going to pick up the phone. That's not my point. I'm using it in a very sports sense here. Um, because is, we don't know what any of the lines of communication have been. And that's for Baker Mayfield to Cleveland. That's for the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, up and down the organization, back to Baker Mayfield. We have no idea what that line of communication has been like. Mm. It's fascinating. And and it's just getting started. 
Sorry, I, I did not plan to go that in-depth on this, this segment. I apologize. But it's just, I'm not closing the book on anything. No, I think it's a possibility, too. I, I don't favor that as how this plays out. I think that eventually we're, we're going to see a deal worked out, whether it's to Seattle, Carolina, you name it. <sighs> a couple of quick air comfort solutions. Text uh, 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. I do like this. Plank, we got to talk about Dylan Gabriel. We're getting there. 10 a.m. this morning. We're getting there. Don't worry. Um, all problems in Cleveland's are a direct relation to the Haslam's. Worst ownership in the NFL. Boy, I don't know. That's that's a pretty high level. I mean, the worst. I mean, we do have a guy that just got fined $10 million for the uh, workplace situation we had. He had. Uh, we did have a well-known owner who apparently had an illegitimate child that they paid millions in hush money to. I, mean, I don't know what's going on with the Raiders front office right now, but Mark Davis has a mess on his hands. But the Haslam's are up there. They're up there. They certainly have tossed their name into the hat. They would like consideration. Um, Cleveland wanted an adult in the room, and they turned to a guy with 24 sexual assault allegations as their adult. Is there a worse organization in all the sports, writes the 918. Mayfield led the team to their first playoff win since 1969. His NFL record is essentially the same as Watson. Baker grabbed his crotch. Watson grabbed everyone else's. That's from Clearwater. And then uh, Big Bad Wolf writes, everybody knows Cleveland's going to reach out with disparity. I think the term is desperation that we might be looking for their Big Bad Wolf, but I'm not. Um, Everybody knows Cleveland is going to reach out with desperation and use the we're resolving our differences, and Baker will be a Brown next year. Well, they had already started that. Think about it. They went through the early stages of that process. We're going to do another Sean Baker today, aren't we? We They went through this process when Deshaun Watson dropped them. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Deshaun Watson had said his decisions were down to Atlanta, New Orleans, and was there a third team or was it Atlanta, New Orleans? I think it was just Atlanta, New Orleans, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, Cleveland came back with the Godfather offer. $220 million all guaranteed. Okay, I'm coming to Cleveland. And because after he had dropped them, that's when it's, you know, suddenly Andrew Barry's going, hey, man, we're prepared for Baker Mayfield, be our quarterback. So they should go back to their notes that they used from that. All right, quick break. Uh, it is, whoa, 951. More of your text coming up, 405-651-3439. But we got to have that conversation as we preview the 2022 OU season about Dylan Gabriel. Though ESPN had a very interesting player to watch. It's the Plank Show. Had a lot of people reach out on the front office sports report about the final viewership numbers for the College World Series uh, versus the Women's College World Series. I don't I, – this is just me, but I don't like to consider it a battle between baseball and softball. I mean, and I know some do. I know there's, I know there's baseball fans out there that softball is just so below them. I know you. You know it. Oh, softball. But they can they both have coexisted for years. I mean, it's it's okay. And I, I, Austin Carp had a report last night that the two games of the championship series in Omaha were up. Yeah, one point five nine million viewers. 
and the two games of the NCAA softball championship, $1.58 million. But, you know, one of those games was on ESPN2, and I think one of them had, what, the NBA Finals on? Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive for both. So, I guess I don't understand this whole mindset of trying to make it some sort of battle between the sports. Skip doesn't hate base uh, softball. Patty doesn't hate baseball. I mean, when we're it's, – it's not like they walk in and just shut – Turn that off. Are you listening to Toby call baseball while you're on the bus, Chris Plank? You know, it's just that's not what I, – I, I don't understand that fan mindset. Well, I saw someone I uh, at Sooner Soup Guy had retweeted an LSU fan, I guess, that was all mad. It's like, oh, base, softball gets all these opportunities because it's a female sport and blah, 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 and wokeness. Like, there's a lot of college baseball that gets broadcast throughout the I year. was going to say, there's – if, if they, you look for it, they get you got to find it. Yeah. But I, it has. It, how about it? it? Just has to do with both being pretty entertaining. And college baseball, by the way, I'd be patting my back uh, on those numbers being what they were when you maybe had three good games in the College World Series, unless you were a fan of the team that was winning. Sure, I mean if you're an oh you were Ole Miss fan, sure you're right. loving it until the championship final. But you're right, yeah, the not a lot of good games. Collective College World Series was not competitive. Yeah, let's talk Dylan Gabriel next.